0: Dr. Stephen Saunders, Professor of Psychology at Marquette University and author of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month, Martin Luther on Mental Health, Practical Advice for Christians Today.
1: 500 years before mental health professionals started to do this, Luther was telling people, be aware of what you're thinking, be aware of how you're behaving. Change them so that you can help yourself with your depression, with your anxiety.
0: Learn more about Martin Luther on mental health at issuesetc.org.
1: The new left has consistently been anti-humane since the 1960s. And I think they want so deeply to remake the human person in their image that they're willing to run over acres and acres of bodies to get there. You wouldn't tell someone in 1860s U.S. who's fighting for abolition, oh, don't be a culture warrior. No, you'd say that's great. It's good that we should be fighting against the abomination of slavery. But in the same way, you also wouldn't want them to ignore spiritual reality only for for the sake of anything political.
0: One of the things that is perhaps becoming more and more obvious in our contemporary context is an awful lot of people who have perhaps sat in church every Sunday of their lives do not always know what God considers pleasing. So our prayer for Israel is not only that the war that is currently ravaging that region would come to
1: an end, but we pray that their war against the Messiah would be brought to an end so that they can be grafted back into the olive tree that they were broken off of because of their unbelief. Colorado trumpet players love Issues Etc.
0: It is probably the hubris of our modern times that we think we have it all figured out, that now we have a handle on what makes us tick psychologically, emotionally, in terms of our feelings and our behavior. Are we the first ones to figure this out? Can we learn anything from 16th century reformer Martin Luther when it comes to mental health and mental illness? Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc. Coming to you live from the studios of Lutheran Public Radio in Collinsville, Illinois, I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. We'll be talking with Dr. Stephen Saunders, concluding our two-part series on Martin Luther's insights into mental health. We'll be teaching a Sunday school lesson today, God Providing for Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 17 with Pastor Tom Baker. Dr. Paul Edmund helps run the Canon supercomputer at Harvard University. We'll begin a series on scientific vocations today, astrophysics, and then we'll discuss the problem of the expulsion of the Canaanites in the Old Testament with Dr. Tom Egger. He's president and professor of Old Testament at Concordia Seminary, St. Louis. Yesterday, we interviewed Dr. Stephen Saunders about Martin Luther's insights into mental health. Dr. Saunders is a clinical psychologist and professor of psychology at Marquette University and author of The Issues, Etc., a book of the month for October, Martin Luther on mental health practical advice for Christians today. We discussed the scope of the mental illness problem and how Luther was so far ahead of his time in terms of his psychological insights. Let's pick up where we left off with Dr. Saunders. He has an answer to my question, what does the Bible teach us about our thoughts?
1: The Bible is pretty clear that we shouldn't listen to our thoughts, that our thoughts are problematic at times, meaning incorrect. A few of us are born naturally with the ability to think properly about salvation, about God, about Christ, about the Holy Spirit, about how we're brought to faith. We just don't have the capacity to think that through ourselves. Indeed, even if we read the Bible, it's necessary that we have someone explain it to us, like the eunuch said. How am I to understand this if no one explains it to me? So the Bible is pretty clear that our thoughts are not godly thoughts. Our thoughts are... This person did this bad thing to me, and I need revenge. That's not God's thought. Our thinking is, God must not love me because he allows me to suffer so. That's not what the Bible says, and it's not a correct thought. So the Bible is full of examples of people, Paul, the Psalms, Christ himself, correcting the way people think to have it reflect God-saving work of the sacrifice of His Son for our salvation.
0: What were Luther's insights about our thinking?
1: Luther's insights about thinking were, I think, similar to what he had his insights regarding theology, which is that our thinking can be incorrect. I think Luther did get that from the Bible. Luther quoted the Bible extensively when advising or counseling people about the way that they think. Now, it's an interesting question. Do depressed people think incorrectly or does incorrect thinking lead to depression? Again, the incorrect thought, I'm unlovable. And probably the answer is it goes both ways. So Luther wrote a lot to people who were depressed and warned them and he said to them, you can't pay attention to what you're thinking. He ascribed the thinking as, the devil is doing this to you. The evil one is tormenting you with these thoughts, tormenting as in making you doubt salvation, making you feel depressed. So Luther was very clear about that. He wrote about his own experiences about that. He wrote about his experiences when he was at the monastery, and his great mentor was constantly telling him, Luther, that's not the proper way to think. Think more realistically. And Luther himself was constantly reminding people to do the same, admonishing people to do the same. He said, don't listen to your own thoughts. Listen to me and other preachers. He and other preachers, of course, were preaching what is in the Bible. Again, don't listen to your own thoughts, rather listen to us. Luther told people, test your thinking, which is something that mental health professionals nowadays do. I'm going to class later today, and I'm going to teach my graduate students who are becoming clinical psychologists the way people think is incorrect, and you should show them that while you're sitting with them. And now I'm going to quote Luther, but you could also... Say to them, ask your friends what they think of your thinking. Luther did that explicitly. He said, tell other people what you're thinking and ask them explicitly, ask them what they think of your thinking so that your thinking can be corrected, so that your thinking can be made more realistic, again, more reflective of reality.
0: How does the Bible teach us about our behavior and mental health?
1: The Bible does teach about behavior. Paul famously wrote, I do not do what I want to do. So that's an important thing, which is it can be hard to behave in a way that we want to behave and that we thus struggle to behave in a way that is good for us in the way that we want. So that's important to understand. But also the Bible has examples of people whose behavior causes them trouble. King Saul, he drank too much, and that led him to be prone to violence. He famously threw a spear at the young man playing the harp, for example. Other examples in the Bible of behavior that is problematic, especially the behavior of being harsh with others, assaulting others, but more generally, the behavior of prayer, the behavior of getting together at church and praying together, singing together, were admonished throughout the Bible, especially, but both Old Testament and New Testament, gather together, encourage each other, be kind to each other, and you'll feel better about yourself, you'll be doing the right thing, but also how much it's going to do for other people for you to reach out to them. Which brings me back to the topic of stigma. If you do see someone at church who seems to be sad or seems to be struggling, or you see a parent of a child who has serious mental health issues, go up and say hi. Go up and ask how things are going. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be ashamed of them. Make them feel welcome, and it will help them realize that they're not alone and that they are being seen at their own church and that they're welcome at their church. But the Bible has lots of examples of how we ought to behave and about how bad behavior can lead to bad outcomes.
0: How do we have a conversation with someone who's suffering from mental illness?
1: I love that question. How do we have a conversation with someone suffering mental illness, the same conversation that you have with someone who you know is experiencing or going through treatment for cancer or heart disease. Cancer is perhaps the most obvious or perhaps the easiest analogy. Ask them about it. Commiserate or express compassion to them. Say, I'm sorry that you're going through that. If you know them well enough, ask them to go out knowing that it will help them to go out, to get out of their house, to talk with friends. But mostly just see them. You know, if you see someone in, you know, walking on crutches and you know that person, you're likely to go up to them and say, hey, what happened? I stumbled on that last step in my house and I twisted my ankle. Oh, that's too bad. Ask them, are you getting treatment for this? How are things going? What are you doing? Is there anything that I can do to help? I've had this myself, or I know lots of people who've been through this to reduce their sense of isolation, their sense of shame. You know, this is very common. I've seen this before. My brother went through cancer treatment. My brother went through depression. Treat mental illness like you would treat any other illness, with kindness, with compassion, without fear. Know that they are likely to not bring it up themselves. So there's one thing that's a little bit different, maybe a lot different, about mental health problems. Every pastor, probably in every church, knows which members are going through cancer treatment, which members' parents are in the hospital, which members' grandparents are in the hospice, and yet there's not that same sort of sharing of information about mental health problems and mental illness because not sure how someone is going to react. So it's incumbent upon us, it's necessary, therefore, for us members to reach out to those persons and say, hey, I'm Steve, how's it going? How are you doing? And, or if I know them personally, you know, hey, Bob, tell me what's going on. You look like you're struggling with something. Lutherans aren't afraid of sickness. We're not afraid of death. We don't want either. We don't want illness or death, but we're not afraid of them. We realize this is just part of fallen condition, the fallen world. Illness and death are inevitable. It's just diversion or which type of illness do you have? Mental illness really no different than physical illness, except the way we approach it sometimes. So I would suggest that approach it the same. What's going on? That's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. Anything I can do to help? Are you seeing someone? Let's go out for lunch and so forth.
0: Dr. Stephen Saunders is our guest, including our two-part series on Martin Luther's insights into mental illness. On the other side, what is the line between pastoral care and professional help? Martin Luther on Mental Health, Practical Advice for Christians today is the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for October. It's written by Lutheran layman, Dr. Stephen Saunders, professor of psychology at Marquette University. Martin Luther on Mental Health is published by Concordia Publishing House. Their phone number 1-800-325-3040 or learn more at issuesetc.org. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for October, Martin Luther on Mental Health.
1: Luther Academy provides additional theological
0: education for our mission partners around the world, specifically pastors who are asking for additional education, but do not have the necessary resources in their own church bodies.
1: By donating to Luther Academy today, you will be supplying food, housing, books, professors, and travel for Lutheran pastors who attend our conferences. To learn more about Luther Academy and how you can donate today, visit lutheracademy.com. LutherAcademy.com, Where doctrine is life. You're listening to Issues Etc.
0: Traditional liturgical worship, it's so much more than a style preference. It reflects transcendence in the divine service. The living God comes to us in real space and time through the word and sacraments. Hi, this is Pastor Nigel Brown from Hope Lutheran Church in Hampton, Virginia. If you're looking for reverent worship and serious Bible study, look us up. We're in Hampton with Bible studies in Hampton and Williamsburg. We celebrate the divine service with communion every Sunday. Check us out at HopeHampton.org. The blood of Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. All
1: sin. Listen to Chapel Services live weekday mornings from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Morning Chapel from Kramer Chapel. Live weekday mornings at 9 Central, 10 Eastern. 8 Mountain, and 7 Pacific at IssuesETC.org.
0: Even when we are
1: faithless, He remains faithful.
0: For your next family
1: vacation, consider Our Beach House, a charming three-bedroom vacation rental on beautiful Siesta Key. Just off Sarasota, Florida, Siesta Key Beach, consistently voted America's best is just 100 steps away. Whether you're watching the sunset over the Gulf of Mexico or frolicking in the warm surf, you and your family will fall in love with Siesta Key. Check us out at siestakeyrentalgenie.com or call Virginia at
0: 941-266-1858. Thanks to Our Redeemer Lutheran Church and Pastor David Reeder in Emmett, Idaho, for renewing their congregational sponsorship. Most congregations are preparing their budgets right now for 2024. When your confessional Lutheran Church pledges $1,000 to Issues et cetera in its mission or advertising budget, we'll publicize your congregation on the podcast, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal. For more information, look for and print out a one-page informational flyer On the support donate page at issuesetc.org, become an Issues Etc. Congregational Sponsor next year. We're concluding our two-part series on Martin Luther's insights into mental illness. Dr. Stephen Saunders is our guest, author of the Issues Etc. Book of the Month, Martin Luther on Mental Health Practical Advice for Christians Today. Dr. Saunders, what's the line between pastoral care and professional help?
1: Pastors need to understand that they can help a lot with regard to mental health problems. Consult the book and you'll get all sorts of advice directly from Luther about what you might say. Also, however, pastors need to realize that they don't have the time to help that one in five persons in their congregation with a mental illness. They might be able to help some of them some of the time but they also have to have a repertoire of mental health professionals to whom they feel comfortable referring. So related to that, they need to recognize when they're in too deep or when this problem is simply too much for them to be able to adequately help with. Having said that, they should stay involved. So Pastor realizes this is a fairly severe mental illness. This is fairly severe depression. It's more than I can do to help them. They need professional care from a counselor, maybe even from a psychiatrist. Here's some names or find them yourself. But just like someone going through cancer treatment, you're not going to send them to an oncologist and then forget about them. Rather, you're going to refer them out and say, but do come back because I'd like to take care of your spiritual needs because I don't want a mental health professional talking to you about your faith. I will talk to you about your faith. I will be the one to share with you that regardless of what you're going through, God loves you, God knows you're suffering, God cares, and things will be well for you.
0: What would you say to someone who's listening to us who's silently suffering from mental illness?
1: I would say first, talk to your pastor. Even if you haven't been to church in a while, give him a call, ask for a meeting. Or maybe if there's a deaconess and feel more comfortable talking to a deaconess, reach out to her if there's one at your church. But reach out to someone at your church and go to church. Go to church every Sunday. It might be a struggle for you to do that, but it's so important and it'll be so good for your mental health. Second piece of advice is reach out to a mental health professional. They're Fairly easy to find if you go online, if you Google mental health professionals, there's probably many in your area. If there aren't many in your area, look for mental health professionals who will do it virtually that one of the blessings, if you would, about the pandemic, is that a lot of mental health care has gone virtual. We can do mental health care by phone or by a Zoom meeting or another application where you are meeting face-to-face with the mental health professional, but you just don't happen to be in the same room. So... Mental health professionals, again, we don't want your mental health professional to talk to you about your spiritual beliefs, your theology. You should tell them, I am a Christian, I'm a Lutheran, Missouri Synod Christian. They should know that. Ideally, they'll encourage you to go to church for your mental health, because, again, surrounded by people who are friendly and loving and hearing the gospel preach to you. These are all good for your mental health, and that might be why they do it, but nonetheless, they should recognize that there's a lot of resources in your church. They should know you're a Lutheran. They should recognize that that's a powerful resource, but they really have no business asking you about your faith, much less guiding you in a discussion about the legitimacy of your faith. That's for your pastor. That's for your church to do.
0: Finally, how did the gospel rightly orient Luther in dealing with mental illness?
1: Christ himself was ultimately compassionate, of course. In the sermon about anxiety, Christ says, Don't be anxious. Look at the lilies of the field. Look at the birds in the air. If God cares about them... Surely you know he cares about you. That can be read one of two ways. It can be read as admonishment. Christ is irritated with us for our weak faith. Or it can be read as, and how I read it, and how I encourage everyone to read what Christ said there, is encouragement. Christ is saying, I know you're anxious. You don't have to be anxious, but I know that you're anxious. But don't be, because I have taken care of things for you. Other parts of the gospel, Christ confronts Peter, who tries to prevent Christ from doing his work. Sometimes we have to confront others about the way that they're thinking. The general gospel message, again, of you will suffer if you are a believer you'll suffer for being a believer but you'll suffer just as everyone suffers christ said do you believe that those who died when the tower fell on them that they were worse sinners than you Worse sinners that's why this happened to them he says i tell you no that is not what happened christ himself said very explicitly you do not suffer for your sins you do not suffer mishaps because of sin, I have taken care of your sin, rather all experience suffering. Of course, sin does lead to lots of bad things. If we're openly sinful, if we don't believe in, as so many people do not now, we don't believe in the notion of sin, whatever you want to do is okay to do, all sorts of problems that will come with that, all sorts of suffering that will come with that. But Christ said, you know, don't believe that anyone is a worse sinner than anyone else, which is why they're suffering. So that was an important thing for all of us to bear in mind as we help those with mental health problems.
0: Dr. Stephen Saunders is a clinical psychologist and professor of psychology at Marquette University. He's author of The Issues Cetera Book of the Month for October, Martin Luther on Mental Health, Practical Advice for Christians Today. You can purchase this new book at our website, issuesetc.org, or call Concordia Publishing House, 1-800-325-3040, 1-800-325-3040. Ask for the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for October, Martin Luther on Mental Health. Dr. Saunders, thank you. Thank you very much. We will be teaching a Sunday School lesson on God providing for the prophet Elijah in First Kings 17 with Pastor Tom Baker of Long Gospel next. You can listen to our new audiobook, I Trust When Dark My Road, A Lutheran View of Depression. It's voiced by the book's author, Pastor Todd Peppercorn, and includes an introduction voiced by Pastor Matt Harrison, President of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Just go to issuesetc.org, enter your email address, and we'll send you a link to the audiobook, I Trust When Dark My Road, A Lutheran View of Depression, issuesetc.org, and enter your email address.
1: Job saw the city as a wasteland, as if devoid of God, witnessing injustice to the poor by the corrupt, lawlessness of criminals, trafficking of children, blatant immorality, thinking God could not see wicked deeds done in the dark of night. Yet God never abandoned Job, nor his city, groaning for mercy. God is working through the living Redeemer, hands etched with salvation, pointing to the resurrection to come. Join us at lcms.org slash citymission to seek peace and shine the light in the city. The Gospels report Jesus saying some rather shocking things. For instance, in Luke 14, he tells his disciples, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. How can Jesus say such things? What about some of the other more difficult teachings of scripture? Do you have questions about them? Well, we answer many of these in the October issue of The Lutheran Witness. Pick up your copy today at cph.org witness. The Lutheran Witness, interpreting the world from a Lutheran perspective. Teaching your student to read should not be complicated. Memoria Press's phonics uses common sense and the classical approach with their First Start Reading program for the most effective and efficient way to teach your child how to read. If you're interested in learning more, visit them at memoriapress.com and use the coupon code LPR24 at checkout. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization
0: one student at a time.
1: Theology for Blue Collar, White Collar,
0: and Clerical Collar. You're listening to Issues Etc. Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Christ the King Lutheran, Spencer, Iowa. Good Shepherd Lutheran, Collinsville, Illinois. Emmanuel Lutheran, Alexandria, Virginia. Lord of Life Lutheran, Plano, Texas. Our Savior Lutheran, Houston, Texas. Redeemer Lutheran, Huntington Beach, California. St. John Lutheran, Hutchinson, Minnesota St. Paul Lutheran, International Falls, Minnesota Trinity Lutheran, Louisville, Minnesota and Zion Lutheran, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma Find out how your Confessional Lutheran Church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues et cetera in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Support, Donate, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, We'll publicize your church on the podcast, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal.